Hello everyone and welcome back to Industry Perspectives. I'm your host Ainsley Bowden and today I'm following up with Chief Operating Officer of Able Gamers, Stephen Spawn. Now when we spoke a few months ago, Stephen and his crew were on the campaign trail to reach their million dollar fundraising goal and they have now hit that as of just a couple of weeks ago. So I wanted to follow up with Stephen and see what that journey was like, what Able Gamers is going to be able to do with these donations from around the community and what's next for them as an organization going into 2022. Let's get to it. So, we are live back with Mr. Steve Spawn himself. How you been, sir? You know, uh, life has been pretty good recently, I have to say. <laughs> that's always nice to hear. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's part of why we're actually getting back together uh, as well. So. Yeah. We were just joking prior to uh, prior to hit and go live here that we it feels like we just spoke as you said, um, but it, it, that was the end of May. So yeah, it's been uh, th- over three months already, which is hard to hard to fathom. Time um, just moves really quickly. I don't even know where it's going anymore. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Um, but I actually went back and looked at that video when we last chatted, and uh, you know you were on the road to your million dollar goal yeah. at the time, and and we had or you we. Yeah, I was not part of it, uh, although we did donate to the goal. Um, you were part of it. <laughs> but um, you had just passed 750000 So it just goes to show you the progress, you know, that you made over the last three months, uh, you know, or last several weeks, I should say, because you hit it a little while ago. Um, but that's pretty amazing. So first, uh, huge congratulations. Uh, I think, um, you know, it's it goes without saying that's a that's a hell of an accomplishment. And so. What I wanted to ask you, one of the things I wanted to ask you about with doing that is, you know, you've, you you kind of set this goal uh, third quarter of last year, I believe. Yeah. And it was obviously, you know, uh, a big goal um, for an organization like Able Gamers. What um, how w- this is going to be a broad question, Steve, so bear with me. But how but, was it accomplished? Was this was this really just a, a, a ton of ton of the community coming together over time? Did you have kind of big, you know, big name support and big name donors to some degree? Was it just a wealth of all of the above and just a lot of work on the team in various aspects? Like, how did you kind of bring this to fruition? Yeah, you know, this was a 100% grassroots effort. And, you know, uh, when people say, you know, congratulations to me, I, I always try to be very respectful in that no one likes to have a their compliment rejected so i don't say no but at the same time uh you know you, you did not misspeak earlier when you said we you know we all raised this together i am just the focal point of the spear i'm just the one that was out there raising the loudest you know, awareness but it was, this was all of us all together we're the ones the people who donated a dollar or two dollars or twenty dollars it, it doesn't matter it was a community effort you know one buck at a time to reach a million and how we did that was by tapping into the power of the video game industry itself, the community, the lifeblood of, of what we love about this place. And, you know, that to me was the, the best part about it is this wasn't an Able Gamers initiative. There was no marketing money. There was no any wow. kind of, of tapping from, you know, Able Gamers resources. This was, I put a call out on Twitter. I reached out to friends. They reached out to their friends. They reached out to their friends and so on. And. It, you know, it sounds very much like a cheesy 90s commercial, but it was 100% just, you know, every friend telling two other friends. And that's how you spread the, the, the good word uh, throughout the industry. And people just kept coming to help. And you know, I've, I've been joking about it for, for quite a while now. And, and IGN just covered it where, you know, it's like 
lighting the pyres of Gondor and calling for the riders of <laughs> Rohan to come in and rescue. It. And that was that was exactly what we did. We lit the pyres and people answered. That's amazing. Um, so one, that's great to hear. Um, but I think to your point, it, it speaks to the power of this community. Uh, one, you know, one of the things we always talk about on on this show or on this channel, I should say, is is focusing on the good in the community because there's an awful lot of it out there. Um, and I know sometimes the the industry gets a bad rap for many other reasons we don't need to discuss today, but uh, there's a lot of good here. Um, so it, it's pretty amazing, and I, I'm glad that uh, you know we we could at least season gaming could play a, at least a very small part in that grand uh, the grand scope of things. You know, the great thing about the whole thing is that you you have no literal idea if your part was large or small or medium or anywhere in between <laughs> fair. because That's you. Fair. Maybe you gave $2. Maybe you didn't have a dollar to give because the pandemic strapped your cash flow and you weren't able to do anything. But maybe your retweet was seen by somebody who donated $1,000. Maybe your retweet was seen by somebody who donated 5 and then donated another share of their own on Facebook and that person donated a million. You don't know. And that's that's the yeah. thing I really tried to hammer home. And again, these all sound like cheesy sound bites, but the truth of the matter is that the butterfly effect is very real. Your actions on the world are a ripple effect of those around you. So all I did was put out a call for help and look what it did. It raised a million dollars. I didn't do that personally. I just sent out some waves into the universe and it happened. Now that's not to belittle the work of the people that were involved here, but that is to say that we all had to chime in together. So I always discourage people from saying that their donation was small. You never (laughs) know how far it was. Yeah. That's a fair point. Very fair point and very true. So, yeah, thank you for that. Um, and I'm sure that, uh, you know, everyone who had a hand in this, uh, you know, appreciates that. So I, I guess the next question is, um, you know, from your perspective, because I think it's hard even for myself and for many people to understand, right, the the entire scope of what goes into your organization and, and what you do. I mean, we know we know the core of what you do for the community and for people out there, of course. But you know, what what does accomplishing something like this in broad terms allow you and your and the team there uh, to do? You know, what does this enable you to do? Yeah, you know, I think the problem with the general industry is that you have a couple of pictures that go viral you have one video you know you know you, you have a smiling kids on nbc or you see you know a steve talking on ryan reynolds or something like that but you know there's a lot of work in between that some people think it's just about you know handing children controllers and saying all right kid go play games but it's not it's about hours of peer support it's about hours of helping people be able to figure out their challenges their barriers figure out ways around them it you know takes anywhere from eight to twelve hours to help each individual at able gamers it's not like you just pull up and you're like i'll take a number seven with fries it like that. <laughs> i wish right. it did uh, it doesn't you know um the user research team are always out there working eight hours a day figuring out exactly the challenges that are in the community in the general gaming sphere that are keeping people with disabilities out and how we conquer those the engineering department constantly working on new controllers um you know something that has been heartbreaking for me is doing these interviews i've mentioned to interviewers saying hey did you know that we have three patents at Able right. gamers and i didn't know 
No, so you, yeah. you didn't know either. And, and that's now something because it, it doesn't get the same play in the press that a smiling picture does. And so, right. you know, IGN is not covering, you know, Able Gamers gets the newest patents for a very cool <laughs> controller. I wish they would, but they don't. And so people don't necessarily know it's part of what we do. So, you know, uh, yeah. from player panels where we have a bunch of people who are in the industry who are disabled who are doing q a now uh who are building their resumes thanks to this program at able gamers you know uh, and and many many more uh programs that we have that are just specifically set to help the industry i i wish i could tell you that we did the whole thing just by handing out different kinds of controllers but that's not how we made this big change sure yeah, and I, I think that's kind of the context I was looking for, right? Because that's exactly the point. Is anyone listening to this or, or reading it later? Um, is you know, it's overwhelmingly likely they're not going to have that context about what yeah. goes into the day to day operation outside mm-hmm. of exactly what you said. You know, the big bullet points, right? Yeah. So, um, as you kind of, you know, you were working towards this goal uh, late last year, uh, and you were probably a few hundred thousand into it at that point, uh, if you track that out, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> obviously, Able Gamers comes into 2021 um, with specific goals even outside of this, right? This is yep. just one thing. Um, mm-hmm. So, one, how, obviously, this is a big chunk, and this is yep. will help you do certain things you just mentioned. But, I mean, how's the, how's the year going otherwise for Able Gamers? I mean, last time we spoke, you were talking about, you know, expansion and a yep. lot of good a lot of good things, uh, mm-hmm. bringing more people on, being able to do more. I mean, is has this been, um, outside of this specifically, how, you know, the overarching uh, success of Able Gamers and the, the ways you're which to help people, is that uh, kind of on track? Is Have you accomplished that so far this year, do you think? I believe so in a number of ways. You know, for example, um, Spawn Together was just one initiative that raised a million dollars. Twitch gave me a million dollars for Spawn Together, you know, back in, you know, early or late 2020, early 2021, which I completely discounted and said, no, no, we're just going to do this the old fashioned way. You know, know, uh, I still get angry letters from them about that. No, Um, but, you know, it's, it, 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 and, and, the fundraising campaigns of Able Gamers, you know, outside of Spawn Together have been phenomenal, uh, where we're actually beginning to see the people just think about players with disabilities and then want to help them get into the industry or get into playing games or they want to do something to support people with disabilities. So they come to us and they say, Hey, my you know, game that I just did is platinum selling, whatever it is. And you know, uh now, you know, we made twenty million chicken McNuggets. Do you want five million? It's like, yeah, sure, we love chicken nuggets. And you know, uh that's that's pretty much the way that you keep having change be affected in the industry is by people continuing to see that you're doing good work because here's the at this point we've been doing this for more than 16 years right so Mm -hmm. if what we were doing wasn't recognized as good if we hadn't spent so much time carefully building our reputation as a transparent organization that is solidly built to be trusted with your money to be trusted with your belief in us then we would have gone away by now and I think that longevity is really what proves to people that, okay, this is not some fly-by-night organization out here just to make a quick buck. Uh, you know, this is, I mean, I know behind me it seems like a very big window, but it's actually very small. Uh, <laughs> so, so, but, you know, uh, it's, uh, yeah, movie magic. Um, but, no, it's it's great in that having the, the faith from the community has, has led us to places where we can hire key people and, you know, there's even people that have been hired that I can't even talk about yet because we haven't even announced it. And, you know, sure. these positions are going to change the future of Able Gamers where 
you know, when I'm doing this interview in a year, it's going to be, you know, hey, we helped this many people and hey, we were able to do this. And, you know, that's kind of the reason that I'm willing to put so much of my own personal representation, representation behind it, because, you know, let's face it, if Able Gamers wasn't as trustworthy as it is, then Oh boy, if they tanked, I would have uh, some answering to do to the public. <laughs> so I, I am really honored to be associated with such an amazing place and such an amazing record. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's very fair. So um, <clears throat> one thing I forgot to ask you last time we spoke, yeah. which I wanted to touch on, was, you know, there, there's other organizations doing work, you know, in all kinds of ways mm-hmm. in the video game community, yeah. uh, whether it be accessibility or uh, helping, you know, uh, veterans or, you know, all these other kind of uh, ways. Is, is there is that a focus for you? Do you kind of narrow in on what you guys do best and, and kind of hone in on that? Or do you have kind of like partnerships among other organizations that you guys really try to, to work with and broaden that level of exposure? Yeah, you know, the great part about our community is that we have uh, what we're calling cross-platform support, and we're able to, you know, reach out and and help support. (laughs) Uh, For example, um, Craig's Children's Hospital out in Denver, they have an assistive technology department where they help people in the Denver area, and we support them with a grant every single month to go buy more controllers and go help more children. And we don't talk about it a lot because it's... There's there's an argument to be made that you can get good press and that, you know, yay, Enable Gamers is helping Craig's. But at the end of the day, like, it's not our bag. We're, we've never been a we've never been a company that's big on bragging about things. Our PR people are constantly yelling at us for doing things and not telling them about it. Uh, <laughs> my PR woman right now is watching this going, yeah, he's not, he's not lying. Um, so, uh, you know... Um, uh, Part of the thing that we get to do is reach out to these companies and help them. And, of course, there are charities out there who are, quote-unquote, competitors. They have to raise their own capital. You know, we have to do ours. But there's so many good charities out there. Um, You know, St. Jude, Gamers Outreach, you know, the ones that we all love and adore. And, you know, it's my honor to say that I think in the next three to four years, Able Gamers will be a household name with the big dogs. And I hope that we stay there for a long time because we have a lot of people to help with 56 million in America. Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's awesome. I'm glad to hear it. Um, You know, hearing you talk about the almost building blocks that you've put together over 16 years and you and and the team, of course, is... uh, it's encouraging because it's, um, you know, I think anything, anything that's good and what I would call true, right. It it takes time. Uh, it's not an overnight thing. So it's, it's, it's lovely to hear that story. Um, so you kind of touched on this a little bit already when I asked about your plans for, you know, obviously how 2021 has been going and obviously hitting this million goal, but really, do you want to touch on kind of the grand scale of what's next? You said you're getting ready to hire new people you can't announce yet and bigger things coming next year. Is there anything specific that you want to kind of call out or touch on that we can look forward to, you know, as 2022 approaches, which by our clock will be here next week, apparently. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, you have to wait. You have to wait for the, you have to wait for the announcements as they come out. Uh, you know, the, the cool part about doing what I do is you, you get to work on things in secrecy until they're done. And that's uh, <laughs> sort of been one of our mantras for a long time is keep working on things. Uh, iterative model, they call it where you're just you know making something and then you try to go make it better. Um, I think the proudest thing for me right now is if you go to like ablegamers.org or accessible.games, 
you can see that the websites uh, have improved. You can go to the Wayback Machine on Google and look that they're being <laughs> updated and, you know, that things they are looking better and they run smoother. And, you know, so sometimes I think there'll be huge announcements with, you know, a big star helping or a big company coming in and giving donations. And those are going to get press. What you're not going to get press about is, you know, Able Gamers hires, you know, new person from, you know, this state and they used to be a doctorate at their school. And, you know, two outlets are going to cover it and everyone else is going to ignore it. And that's okay. That's the nature of the business. But, you know, really, those are the kind of things that tend to make the biggest moves. So I think if you really want to know what's going on with Able Gamers, you have to pay attention to our sources and then sort of follow up with with our news. Because if you go based on IGN, we do something like twice a year. So (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. So you know how that works. Yes. Yep. Yep. (laughs) There's always a new game to cover, you know? Yes. Yes. Very familiar. Yes. Um, So very good, Steve. So I think... um, you know, I think for the most part, you know, kind of touched on what I wanted to touch on regarding the the million dollar goal and, and you know, yeah. what you've been up to over the last few months. Is there anything before we kind of close out, anything else you want to call out while we have the audience? Anything, you know, that you want to say? Yeah, you know, for, for a lot of years, uh, people with disabilities were very overlooked and still today are marginalized in a lot of ways. But, you know, I, I like to remind people that it was within my lifetime. Now, granted, I'm a dinosaur, but it was within my <laughs> lifetime that, you know, you could go to McDonald's and order chicken nuggets and the manager could ask someone who looks like me to leave the store because the power wheelchair and the ventilator disturbed other customers. And that was within my lifetime. And yeah. it's it's not that far ago that it's this distant memory of a time when we were brutal in Neanderthals. This was, you know, less than like 40 years ago. So, uh, I think we're going to keep seeing change in the industry. You know, uh, there's people out there who are angry about things like Sekiro getting easy modes and how dare we, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? How, how dare we add remapping to this? Cause it's not the vision of the creator. And, you know, I think all of these things are the railings of a dying breed of people who don't want to see change. They don't want to see inclusion. And, and I, I feel like those people are slowly coming around. You know, I got a lot of, uh, people on twitter who argue with me and you know this this shouldn't be the way it is and you know keep your accessibility to yourself and yada yada you know it's like while they're busy yelling the developers are busy coming to us asking how they can make it faster that they include accessibility so um you know i i think my my final word if if you're calling it that and stealing from uh Stephen colbert (laughs) is uh, (laughs) my final word is just to, to keep fighting for things you find are right you know there was a great example actually since the last time i spoke to you where uh pokemon go tried to take the distance of how far you could catch a pokemon or visit a pokestop in pokemon go by over 20 percent of what it was so uh, you know it was like 300 yards or, or less you could you could access it and they tried to chop it down to something under 25 like they wanted you to be like right there at the at the spot in the geography and there was a bunch of people yelling about how you know this isn't fair what if you're a child in a hospital and there's mm. a pokey stop right outside what if you're in a retirement home or a disability home and you can't reach you know the charizard right outside your door because it's you know more than 25 feet you know sure. that and uh, they basically uh eventually pulled back and decided to leave that change alone and to 
let people continue to access these things at a greater range. And the only reason they did that is because enough people added them on Twitter and sent them mm-hmm. emails, and that was what changed it. So, you know, people sometimes don't realize the kind of power they have in mass by being able to affect these companies. But uh, I've been saying for a while now, I have an inside source um, at Pokemon Go who literally was telling me, hey, listen, uh, we were in a big board meeting and they think that people are going to forget about this and stop asking for it. So every week I was on Twitter going, hey, don't forget about this. Keep talking about it. And sure enough, they decided not to make the horrible change. So, you know. Just keep fighting. That's all I got to say is, you know, it, it may seem some days that it's not with purpose, but it always is. Yeah. Yeah. So very fair. Um, and you're right. I it, it feels like this is becoming a bigger conversation almost daily, which is a good thing, right? More eyes on it. Um, in fact, I, I've been preaching about the beauty of Psychonauts 2, um, which I'm uh, I just uh, 100% this morning. And I don't know if nice. you saw or recall, but a couple of weeks ago, they announced they have an invincibility mode uh, yep. as part of their accessibility options. And I saw, you know, a few people out crying about that. Well, how does it consider beating the game if you can't take damage? And it's like, it doesn't detract from anyone's enjoyment of nope. the game. So it's Especially, just uh, like, not if you understand the point of Psychonauts. And, and <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, it's, a, the, it's not a shooter game where you're out there to bash in the enemy's skull. Like, yeah. goodness gracious. Like, that's not the point of it. Um, no, I mean, you yeah. know, uh, having, uh, having people with, you know, um, challenges that, that, that want to play the game in a more efficient way that's less frustrating. I mean, why don't we want people to have more fun? That's that's always the thesis statement to any troll that I decide to engage with on Twitter is like, why do you not want people to have more fun? Why, yeah. what, what, is, what is going on in your life that you want to prevent fun? And usually if you can get them to talk about that, you can bring them around because they never thought about it that way before. They didn't realize they were being that level of a jerk. They, they knew that they were trying to stop a feature, but they never really looked at it like that. And, you know, those are usually the times. Um, you know, Elise and James Willem, you'll have a character in Psychonauts 2. And, uh, you know, part of the reason that they were so honored to be in that is because of mental health and how it helps them deal and it helped other people deal with their lives and you know that's what that game is all about is helping people cope and mm-hmm. you know uh, there, there was no reason for them not to have an invincibility mode you know I, I think every game should have an easy mode and i'm just going to keep railing about that until eventually the industry says fine here you go <laughs> feels like you're getting there again right takes yep. uh takes time to make meaningful change absolutely so. Yeah, we're getting there. So, Steve, always a pleasure talking with you. Uh, I hope we uh, we continue this streak, and I'll keep touching in with you, you know, uh, once in a while. Um, but uh, it, it's been a pleasure. So, thank you again for coming on. Uh, congratulations to everyone involved, um, you know, with with what you guys have accomplished so far this year, and uh, definitely look forward to uh, you know to what's upcoming. So, you now that you've teased it all uh, <laughs> and told me how to pay closer attention to these things, I'll be doing that. So. <laughs> can't, can't wait to come back and tell you about my next stories. All right, so thanks again. That was uh, Stephen Spawn, head of Able Gamers. Please check out the site. Please check out their work. It's important. And uh, we can all do a little more in that regard. Thank you.